The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. Our program is all about living the life you have always dreamed possible through focused acts of intention. Now, here is your host, Kristen Swarczyk. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the fourth episode of Intentional Living. I'm so happy to have you with us today. Grab a cup of coffee or your beverage of choice. We're going to have a really exciting episode today, and I am so thrilled to have two of the leading experts from the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching with me. This um, coaching organization, otherwise known as IPAC, is the leading organization in coaching, and I've just, I'm almost finished with my certification requirements, and we are going to be discussing the concept of energy today and how our levels of energy actually determines our levels of success in life. And I thought I would begin, I'm actually taking part in the Oprah Winfrey and Deepak Chopra meditation series, which began this morning. And there was a great quote by Oprah that I thought we'd begin today's episode with. And it says, your presence in the world, how you hold yourself, what you give of yourself, and how you receive all that surrounds you creates the circle of belief that shapes everything in your life. You become what you believe. And I wanted to start with this quote because it's at the root of one of my beliefs that you are the sum total of all your choices up until this moment. And what I've learned from IPAC is that our thoughts determine our feelings, which in turn shape our actions. And the good news is once we become aware of this process, our consciousness is raised and we have more power to create success in our life. So today, my two guests and I will be having a dynamic conversation about the impact of our several, seven levels of energy on our beliefs, feelings, and actions. So that's how it all ties in. And today, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and, and how you show up in different situations that you've probably never thought of before. And I'm just really excited to um, share some of this knowledge with you. So I'm just going to jump right in and introduce our two guests today. My first guest is Tambra Lane, who's a certified professional coach with IPAC. She's also managing director of the Core Wellbeing Graduate Program at IPAC and CEO of her own coaching business, Well Beyond Ordinary. She's also a well-known speaker, published author on cancer survivorship, caregiver, and wellness workshops and events. So thank you, Tambra, for joining me today. So excited to have your perspective on this topic. Oh, very excited to be here. Good, good. And it's early for you. She's on the West Coast, so I'm really appreciative. And my second guest today is Mark Shaw, who's also a certified professional coach with IPEC. He's a lead instructor and a speaker and facilitator around the globe with his own business, Mark Shaw Coaching. Welcome, Mark. Hello, Kristen. Thank you for having me as well. Excited to be here with you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. So I welcome your input. Today's just going to be an informal conversation. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. And I thought we'd begin by educating our listeners on two different forms of energy that we have. One is catabolic, which is more destructive. And the second type of energy is anabolic, which is more constructive. Do you guys want to jump in and share any more details around the two? Sure. Um, I'll, uh, I'll start there. So, yeah, I think it's these, these two types of energy are so important to understand because they show up in different combinations in our lives uh, on a daily basis. And, uh, and I love the way you characterize catabolic as destructive and anabolic as building or healing and constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's important, and people get this confused uh, very easily very early on, uh, as you well know, is that catabolic, while it's destructive, we don't say that it's bad or negative because it's exactly what we need at certain times in our life. Um, so it's, we don't want to label catabolic as bad just because it's destructive. Um, but I'll give an example of this. When we're under stress and we need a sudden burst of physical energy to meet the challenge of the stressor, whether that's jumping out of the way of a moving car, defending mm-hmm. ourselves from somebody who's physically or verbally attacking us, our body goes into that stress response. We need a sudden burst of physical en- energy to meet that demand. So your brain sends signals that uh, cause a release of what are known as catabolic hormones, like um, uh, adrenaline and cortisol which breaks down and actually destroys and breaks down the cellular structure in your body so that it releases the stored energy in those cells so that we get that sudden burst of physical energy. So there are times when we actually need that for survival. So mm-hmm. it's just I always make that distinction when I talk about catabolic energy and how we don't want to judge it as bad um, because it is sometimes what we need. Prolonged exposure to it might cause problems to our immune system and otherwise. Um, so I just wanted to, to uh, yeah, cross that in there. And then uh, Tambra perhaps can talk to us about anabolic energy. Of course, the other side of the scale, anabolic energy, because uh, like everything in life, uh, two sides to every coin. So with anabolic energy, it's feeding energy. And I always use a distinction between uh, for when I'm working with my clients, helping them understand that when you're experiencing catabolic energy, that's when you'll feel like you're being drained. So anabolic is the opposite. You'll feel like you're being lifted up. Things are feeling easy. Uh, athletes often describe it as being in the flow and being very present in the moment, unaware of time passing. So mm-hmm. anabolic energy is that energy that builds us up and allows us to create or recreate and be connected with ourselves and others in a way that's very productive. Yeah, that's a great definition. And we actually have seven different levels of energy. So the first two levels are considered catabolic. And they are, the first one is is the victim mentality and woe is me type of perspective. The second one is where you actually have some feelings of anger and um, your feelings of conflict. And then when you get to levels three through seven, these are categorized as the anabolic levels of energy. So just to give you a brief overview of what we'll be talking about, level three is responsibility and forgiveness. So you're taking some ownership there. Level four is concern for others and you want to be of service to others. Level five is characterized by reconciliation. So you're letting go of the blame of others. You're accepting of others. 
And level six is where you actually feel um, joy, wisdom, and and synthesis, um, feeling as one with others. And level seven is where there's no judgment at all. It's um, a feeling of absolute passion and creation. So this is sort of like the nirvana type of feeling. And these are the seven different ranges of energy. And what we will be talking about is, um, you know, as Mark had indicated earlier, one, you know, the different levels of these energies are not necessarily good or bad. And the key is once you become self-aware of what these energy levels are, you can tap into them for different purposes and at different times. And that's how you're able to create success in your life. And I know, Tambra, you've had so much experience um, dealing with people who are inflicted with cancer. And, you know, I can imagine this is a time in someone's life where you're going to sink down to that victim level of feeling upon diagnosis. And, you know, it may be really hard to get yourself out of that black hole as you're confronted with, um, you know, the fear and all the anxiety that's associated with a diagnosis like that. So can you just explain to our listeners how, how these energy levels come into play? Certainly, it depends on the individual. You will mm-hmm. have some individuals who have tools, resources, perspectives on life, where when they receive news like, uh, you know, that they, they have a cancer diagnosis, uh, you know, react uh, in, a, in a more anabolic way. Um, that's mm-hmm. a possibility. You know, they may yes. be very accepting. They may be, uh, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, call on my resources and my tools. I'm going to get support. I'm going to get educated. I'm going to be, you know, the person that drives this ship forward and makes the choices and decisions. So I'm going to come at this from an empowered way and uh, and see how I can grow from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for most for most people, even, even if they do have an anabolic um, uh, experience of it fairly early in that process, there will still be that fear that can come up and this fear of the unknown. Uh, and then, you know, definitely there's a, a larger part of the population uh, who will, you know, come at that initial diagnosis out of, you know, complete and total fear, um, you know, dealing with uh, uh, the levels one and level two energy. I, you know, I obviously, you don't, you don't choose cancer. Um, right. Cancer, you know, is something that happens to you. So that's where you can feel the level one energy. You know, what did I ever do to deserve this? Um, you know, there's nothing I can do. This is just going to be the way that it is. Uh, and, you know, or also be angry at the diagnosis. Um, so with the energy levels, when working with cancer survivors, what's helpful is to begin to help them understand the difference between anabolic and catabolic energy and the physiological impact that that's having on their body. And when they understand that by going into those energy levels, uh, which is natural, you know, and again, we're not judging anybody for it. It's a natural response uh, when you go through a major life change like that. Um, but understanding that there's a physiological impact and it's impacting the immune system, which is the system that we absolutely want to be the most supported as you go through any kind of chronic illness, then they begin to understand the power of being able to choose something different. Mm-hmm. And choice is, you know, really an important part of this. So getting educated about the other ways that they can respond to the situation 
and find more peace and ease as they go through what they're going through helps them be able to feel more at control in control and more at the wheel in their life and also mm-hmm. have a different experience than they would if they stayed stuck down in the lower energy levels. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, no matter what your situation in life, it's so important to, to deal with these level one and two, especially level one, the fear and the victim mentality. I mean, there's so many people that I, you know, know personally that are, are somewhat trapped in their own minds and living in a constant state of fear. And, you know, what I've, luckily been able to realize through IPAC and the education is the fact that we do have that choice. We can make that shift no matter what we're confronted with, you know, and there can be some extreme situations where you're able to simply center yourself and shift your mindset and have a completely different experience. And that is what is so powerful about, you know, these different levels, um, you know, and, and it's just really our awareness, you know, and, and as we get higher on these different levels, that's where our levels of, of consciousness um, increase. And, you know, we're able to kind of tap in to these different levels more often or, or less time in one level. Um, you know, personally, now I've seen over the last year, even a, a big increase of, you know, if something happens bad in one particular day, I don't spend as long in that suffering experience. So I don't know um, if you guys want to share anymore. I just think it's really important for people who are living in fear, no matter what it is in their life, to be able to realize that we control our experience fully. And, um, you know, the power that is in our ability to just simply shift shift our thoughts. Mark, well, I, uh, I would like to comment I, on that I, a little bit. Sure. Uh, a, a little I, more. I, I actually, think, I was just going to um, throw that. I was just going to throw that over to you, Mark. I was going to, you know, say that uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're absolutely an expert in this area, and yeah. uh, and I, you know, I was wondering if you were able to tap into a little bit more of an expanded um, definition of a victim, because when we hear the word victim mentality, yeah. sometimes that, yeah. So I'm going to throw that one over to you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, great. no, absolutely. Uh, that's great. And, and I, what I loved, Tambra, was, um, you know, the example that you gave about even something like a cancer diagnosis and how we look at it shifting, um, how to look at something like that uh, in a different way is so powerful because, you know, we're dealing with all kinds of problems out there. All, all, the, all your listeners have, you know, various challenges in their lives, and maybe some are not as serious as a cancer diagnosis, and maybe some are, but if this mm-hmm. can be effective with something uh, like a cancer diagnosis, imagine how effective it can be with more of the everyday conflicts and challenges we find in our lives. Like at work, when we're upset about, you know, we worked really, really hard on a project and didn't get the contract or, you know, something like that. Um, but, yeah, so, so back to victim energy for a moment. We, we do use the word victim a lot. And like you said, Tambra, sometimes there's some... Um, some misunderstandings about what we mean by victim. Uh, it has a really bad connotation. So it's important for folks to understand that victim, in the sense that we're talking about it here as a level of consciousness, is not just uh, the traditional way we think of victim. We define it as anything that we are not in control of that we want to be in mm-hmm. control of. So anything in your life that is not in a state that you want it to be in and you don't feel like you've been effective at getting it into the state that you want it to be in, we say that we are a victim to that. 
so it's a broader definition of uh, victim, and uh, that's just important for folks to understand because sometimes they can really reject the notion uh, of victim of a victim mentality because they might feel that they're being accused of playing a victim role um, in a self-pitying kind of way, uh, which is not what we mean by victim energy. So important to, to, to clarify that. The other thing, too, is, Kristen, you talked about choice. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when we don't have choice in a situation, right? We experience level one energy. We experience victim energy. I have no choice. Something is being done to me. And in something like a cancer diagnosis or any other challenge that we have where something comes our way in our life that we didn't choose, clients will often say, but I didn't choose that. And exactly, we can't re- always choose the experiences that come our way, but we can choose is how we experience the experiences that come our way. Mm -hmm. And while it's normal and natural and actually probably beneficial to experience level one or level two energy initially when certain circumstances in our lives come our way, um, it's also very helpful to find the place to be able and the time to be able to shift and come from a higher level experience, which is why certainly in, in your work, Tambra, you know, you've seen people go from, oh my God, how did this happen to me? What, you know, this is horrible, to actually finding a gift in their diagnosis in terms of their lives, uh, what they learn about life, what they learn about themselves, um, and, their, and their spiritual path. Yeah. It's a great point. And, you know, so often the hardships in our lives are the the moments, and we've talked about on past episodes about this a little bit, you know, the moments where we wake up and we realize how much bigger life really is, you know, and that what's really important is finding that sense of inner peace within ourselves, which we can get to once we become more aware and, and come, you know, to these higher levels of consciousness. So thank you so much for making that distinction, Mark. And um, we're going to take our first break, but when we come back, we'll, we'll get more into the anabolic levels, and, and um, I look forward to that discussion. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment are you looking for life's answers how about the meaning of true self can you really be a better person overnight well good luck with that now if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead tune in to dr gary bell's absurd psychology you'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions some common sense Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Da, 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 da. 
This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. We were talking about the catabolic levels of energy right before the break. And now we're going to shift to the more anabolic levels of energy. And I was talking to Mark before the show, and I I think the best way to demonstrate how we can move through these different energy levels is a story that I'd like to allow him to share with you. So, Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you, and um, I'd love to have you share what you've, you've shared with me earlier. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, um, and I know we're talking about like you know the more serious end of things, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll also you know include the more everyday things as well. But uh, continuing on the serious end for a moment. Um, so, I, I, you all might be familiar with the story that made national headlines five years ago, um, where Tyler Clementi, who was a Rutgers University freshman, uh, who committed suicide, uh, actually before classes even started as a result of his roommate uh, live webcam streaming him in a sexual encounter with another man. Um, and Tyler was not at all publicly out yet either. So he was totally humiliated um, as this got broadcast over the Internet. Um, and he ended his life by suicide uh, shortly thereafter. And um, I, recently, <coughs> excuse me, I recently had the wonderful opportunity uh, of interviewing his mom, uh, Jane Clementi, on, uh, on my radio show. And I think her story really illustrates the moving through these energy levels, uh, these consciousness levels. So certainly, I think we'd all agree that it is completely normal and expected for somebody to experience level one energy, which is, why did this happen to me? Oh, my God, my life is over. This, you know, Because it's a, it's a horrible loss. And mm-hmm. then to move up to level two, and we don't necessarily move up sequentially either, but to bounce back and forth between that, feelings of victimhood, to feelings of anger and grief and frustration um, and questioning why. And uh, then what happens, and, and she went through that. She went through that. She said that her journey was largely a, uh, a spiritual one through this. And uh, she eventually got to a point where she began to cope and tolerate with the situation because, you know, she had to. In order to be able to get through life at this point and begin to recoup, you know, she had to find a way to, uh, to cope, which is level three is all about coping. She had to find a way to cope with it. Um, and now ultimately she and her family, her husband and her other two sons, they've created a foundation, the Tyler Clementi Foundation, which is all seeking to, um, to combat cyberbullying and other forms of bullying. The organization has raised tons of awareness. Um, they've even introduced uh, legislation into Congress um, that, uh, about anti-bullying in schools. Of course, the radical right wing is opposing it, um, but that's to be expected. And it's about, you know, that the foundation is about reaching out to assist others, to help others, and really begin to find opportunity in it. Um, so I, I, that kind of illustrates how we move up through the levels. But it takes time. Obviously, when something first happens, we don't jump right into, okay, what's the opportunity in this, and how do I move forward? We need mm-hmm. to move through a period of grief, 
through a period of sorrow. We're wired, we're programmed as human beings to feel grief and sorrow. And there's a reason why we're wired to feel those things. So mm-hmm. we must, we have to. Um, it's when we get at the choice end of it where we get to choose our experience of those things and move through those in the most powerful way possible that this consciousness theory begins to, uh, begins to help us. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for sharing that, Mark. And, you know, it is, it's, it's not just these horrific events, it's, it's the everyday events. And I know as a mom of um, three elementary school-age children, I, you know, if, if bullying comes up or, you know, just conversation with my children, I'm now able to take this learning and, and teach to them the fact that they have a choice, you know, let's let's talk about the emotions that you're feeling at each stage of this process. And once they can, you know, experience and state what they're feeling and then learn that they have a choice in how they want to act, it sounds so commonplace and, you know, just something that we would just automatically do. But it doesn't really happen that way. And I think the reason it doesn't is our subconscious mind is constantly programming us to believe that we deserve to be feeling um, some level of suffering in some way, sadly. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I certainly know that in IPAC we talk a lot about our gremlin, which, which tells us we're not worthy, we're not good enough. And, you know, I wasn't even aware of what my gremlin was until... You know, I started to think about that and I started to listen on a daily basis to the mind chatter that goes on. And then I, you know, did some research and I was astounded at the number of times that our mind actually, you know, says these thoughts to us without our even realizing it. But the problem is when we start functioning from that unconscious level, then we, our actions will not be ones that may be aligned with our values. So it's, it's an even bigger bigger destructive um, issue in our lives. But I welcome your thoughts, both of you, on, you know, how this shows up in daily life for anyone. Yeah, Tamara, go ahead and uh, comment on that. Yes. Are you there? Uh, oh, there you uh, are. Yeah, I'm just okay. running through because you, you, you ran through quite a bit there. I so did. I was through. sort of deep on that. But anything, you know, it's basically the the subconscious mind, you know, and and how that can control our lives if we're not conscious about it and, and how these energy levels come into play with, you know, allowing us more choice. Well, we, we definitely, and I think some of it Mark t- tapped into by saying, you know, it goes back to a lot of our, our wiring, um, original wiring, and gets into, you know, the, the neurology of things. Um, I think there's you know, two interesting concepts to consider around that. Again, that it's not bad. A lot of this goes back to survival techniques. So if our mind wasn't, you know, one or two steps ahead of looking at what could go wrong, mm-hmm. out, you know, back in the day when there wasn't an emergency care unit and 911 around the corner, if you're out hunting and gathering and you jump into the stream without checking to see if there's moss on the rock and you break a leg it could have been a life or death situation. A lot of that wiring still exists for us. So, the, you know, it's, it's, again, not a bad thing necessarily. Our, you know, our, the thing that at IPEC that we call the gremlin, some people know it as the inner critic or the judge, that mm-hmm. voice in our head that tries to stop us sometimes from uh, taking risks, um, you know, and even ones that we want to take, uh, changing jobs, 
that inner critic voice that holds us back sometimes is there for a reason. So it's not about negating it, but it is about being conscious of it and then asking, you know, is this a survival uh, issue at hand or is there maybe a different way to look at this? You know, is this an opportunity? Is this something I'm choosing? Have I run through um, the questions that I want to understand about making a job change? You know, do I have my six months of savings in the bank? Do I have good connections? Is my resume ready? So all of the practical tools and strategies and, and when we're, you know, when we work with a coach um, around a transition, a career transition and, you know, the seven levels of energy and, and how to come at something consciously, these are some of the actual um, more grounded, what grounded is in the right word, more practical things that we're going to be tapping into, plans, strategies, asking, you know, certain key questions and uh, moving past that, you know, hey, don't do it. Changing a job is a scary thing. Um, maybe um, subconscious message or a more unconscious message, message that we're, we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so consciousness does, it all does come down to being more aware. Awareness is the first step. And I think that's the beauty of the seven levels of energy is that when people start to read more about them, which you certainly can do, um, Bruce D. Schneider, who wrote the book and is the founder of IPEC, um, his book is called Energy Leadership. You can read all about the seven levels of energy in that book, and it's available on Amazon. Um, when you use the seven levels of energy, and you're, you start to be able to observe yourself and how you're responding to things um, versus judge yourself oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, um, versus, oh, well, it's interesting, I chose that last time, and I'm aware that it was out of fear. And really that held me back, and it didn't get me the result I want. So going forward this time, you know, what if I take a more responsible approach, level three, and come mm-hmm. up with a plan and a strategy? How would I feel then about moving forward in a different way? Yeah, and you bring up such an interesting point about the judgment factor. I think, you know, that's really what keeps us stuck in our lives is the fact that we judge ourselves so harshly, you know, and and when we can step back from that and look at ourselves um, more from an observer perspective, we can gain clarity and, and, um, you know, it's so, it's not easy to do. It takes a lot of um, programming almost to you know, just become familiar with the fact and how often we do judge ourselves. But, um, you know, it's just been really powerful for myself. And I know I've helped my coaching clients um, to be able to free themselves from the judgment. And, you know, one of the other things we have to learn to do when we free ourselves from the judgment is to detach from the outcome, you know, and that's one of the principles I pack, you know, it reinforces all the time is, is, you know, we can't always control what the outcome is going to be. And it's so freeing to be able to, you know, put your best effort forward, but not be completely paralyzed by, you know, what is going to happen here. And I know you've both probably dealt with a lot of clients in in similar situations where they've had to detach. Is there anything you'd like to add on either of those points with the judgment or the detaching from the outcome um, from your coaching relationships or, yeah, it's just pretty important. Yeah, sure, sure. I I think, um, you know, you talk about not being attached to the outcome. The thing that is so important, and I, I, I try to help my clients recognize this, is that 
The real enemy in any situation uh, that we find ourselves up against is our reaction to that very situation, mm-hmm. not the situation itself. The real enemy is not the other person. The real enemy is not the economy. The real enemy is not my boss is too controlling. The real enemy is not my spouse doesn't understand me, right? The, the real culprit is my reaction to those things. And when we realize that and we reframe and look at the situation from a higher level perspective uh, and we see uh, what the opportunities are in there for learning about ourselves and growing, we can actually then, as you said earlier, Kristen, we then begin to be able to focus on the real effective solutions uh, and finding the answers to those challenges. We cannot find those answers when we're stuck in thoughts and feelings of you know, victimhood and the lethargy that comes along with that, um, or anger and the defiance that comes along with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because when we're in that fight-or-flight response and experiencing those things, the outer cortex of our brains shut down, and our higher-level thinking is not accessible to us. So it's when we get out of that stuff and those catabolic hormones are not running through our system that that outer cortex turns back on, and we're yeah. really able to access our creativity, our higher level thinking, and even our spiritual principles that we might live by um, yeah. to be able to you know, tap into the, the bigger picture and, uh, and, and, and see it for what it is and the opportunities that we didn't see, uh, that we didn't see before. Um, and that involves making a choice to see it. It doesn't just happen. We really have to choose and want to see it, and then we will. If we choose and want to stay in victim and anger, we can, and we will. If we make that choice, that's, you know, that's certainly where we'll stay. And like Tamber said before, we don't judge that, that somebody shouldn't stay there for any particular length of time. That's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, when I work with my clients, I want them to make a conscious choice about whether they're staying there and for how long or not, um, rather than have that choose them, which, of course, when it chooses us, we feel powerless. We feel level one energy. Yeah, that's a great point to make. I know. Um, yeah, go ahead. I just want to jump in and, and throw kind of a, a five-step simple piece in here for people uh, sure. just to kind of bring it, uh, uh, bring it down and simplify things a little bit because we're talking about some pretty big concepts here. Yeah. Um, the, first, the first thing is, you know, really this is about looking at how are you showing up in your life and is it, you, are you getting the results you want? And if you are, great, keep doing it. If you're not in one or more areas, then you want to do something different and that typically requires learning, so learning something new in order to do something different. If you knew how to do something different, you would already be doing it. So step number one is be open to learning something new. And today we're talking about seven levels of energy, which is something you could learn about that would be different and help you have a different perspective on life. The second thing is, like anything new, once you learn about it, you need to practice it. So it's not so much about programming necessarily as practice. So it's like an athlete. It's new skills. And you're going to practice that awareness over and over again. And some days you're going to show up more aware and other days you're going to be a little less aware. And then you're going to go, oops, I didn't get the result I wanted. Maybe I need to slow down and do a little check-in. The third thing is that once you practice these skills, you're going to experiment with some new things. You're going to experiment with those skills. The fourth thing is you're going to observe the outcome you got with that experiment. And I like the idea of experimenting. Just try for today to notice for an hour 
what thoughts are running through your head. Don't try to change them. Just notice for an hour. And when you experiment with it, it's less about judging and it's more about, like I said, the fourth step, observing. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. well, that was interesting. And what kind of experience was I creating for myself and for others? And then the fifth thing is, based on what I observed, what adjustments do I want to make? So it's learn, practice, experiment, observe, adjust. I love that. You know, and one of the things I've been encouraging some of my clients to do is is to lean in to the button-pushing moments. You know, when you're cut off by a car in traffic or, you know, whatever it may be that sets you off, to just simply, after you feel those emotions that initially come up, think about it and think about yourself. You know, what is it that that is producing in yourself that can make you more aware of, of a belief that you may have? And I think that awareness is just really helpful to learning about yourself and adjusting your actions in the future. So it's a great five-step process, um, you know, that, that can definitely yeah. help. You know, and the practice is key because we're retraining and rewiring our brains, you know, and we really don't, I find, you know, middle age, you're, you're sort of making a choice to step out as the person you want to be, which is, it sounds crazy, but, you know, you're, you're really just molded into a person in, in childhood and not really thinking fully about, you know, who you're becoming. You are at times, but, you know, when you become an adult and you saturate yourself with all this self-help knowledge and different things, you learn that, you know, you have a choice and you choose how you want to show up in the world. And I just think it's it's so powerful and exciting because those people who want to embrace this opportunity, our, our potential is unlimited, you know, and deep within, us, within ourselves, we have this core inner being that is absolutely perfect. And, you know, we wear a lot of masks throughout our lives that, that can hide that. But when we can peel those layers away, as we do with the coaching process here at IPEC, you know, we, we help people to discover who they truly are. And it may be for the very first time in their lives. So this is a truly powerful process. And I realize, you know, there's we're getting pretty deep today, but, um, you know, the books that, you know, Bruce has, has written and you know, we'll, we'll continue sharing more information, but, um, you know, this is truly a chance to empower yourselves. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about once you start practicing and these things become more ingrained in your, your actions every day, how you can trust the process. And, um, so we'll take a break right now, but when we come back, we'll get into that for a little bit. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. 
It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. I think what would be most valuable now is to really... Try and make this practical for you. So let's say today and tomorrow you start, you know, observing different things that are going on in your life. Like Tambra had said and Mark had said, you know, and you're just, you're noticing when you're getting caught off in traffic or or when you're becoming angry or upset. I think it's important for us to then know, okay, what can we do on a daily basis to be more successful in the way we show up? Mark or Tambor, do you do you have anything you want to share, given your experience on that? Yeah, um, I do. So I loved uh, Tambor's five steps, uh, which are such great practices to maintain um, you know, on an ongoing basis to learn how to do this stuff. Um, and I've got four steps that I use with my clients that are sort of in the moment steps. Mm-hmm. Like at great. the time that you find yourself experiencing stress, like you just said, you're in traffic or your boss just yelled at you or whatever it is. Um, Four things that you can do. Um, and the first one is to pause and observe your reactive nature, right? To recognize, like, yeah, look how reactive I'm being. This thing just happened, and I'm like, ah, I'm ready to fly off the handle. And just to observe that. So the first step is pause. The second one is, like I said earlier, become aware that your reaction is the real enemy. Become aware that your reaction is the real enemy, not the thing that's happening. Step three is to then realize that there's an opportunity in it and to look for it. And you have to look for it. And sometimes it's like, let me just make it up and brainstorm what opportunities might exist here. And even if you come up with some ridiculous stuff that really you're not bought into, it doesn't matter. You're activating the parts of your brain that are likely to see real solutions by doing that. And then lastly is to let go of your way and connect to the big picture. When we let go of our own way, and we begin to really just trust the process, let go, and be in it, and connect to what the bigger picture is, then we're able to really begin to move forward and be effective and more powerful. So it's pause, become aware that your reaction is the enemy, realize there's an opportunity in it, and let go of your way and connect to the bigger picture. I love that, Mark. I think if you combine that, yeah. if you combine that with Tamper Steps, you're going to have an amazing <laughs> life. <laughs> we really do. And, you know, I know for me personally, it's finding the silver lining and that opportunity, no matter, you know, what your situation is. If you can just find that, that's what pulls you out of it and motivates you to move on. And you say connect to the bigger picture. I think I think that's where, you know, 
when you become more aware and you're in this journey of transformation and you start getting the intuitive hits in your life and you you can instantly recognize because of your awareness that I'm in a situation that I feel like is not right for me. And maybe in the past you would have stayed in that situation, but now you're more aware and more conscious and you have to begin to trust yourself and to realize that you are worthy of making a change that you may not have made in the past. Do either of you have any tips that you can share on on trusting, like you say, Mark, the bigger picture or bringing your spirituality in, whatever it may be, to take it to that bigger level of purpose and finding meaning in the situation and creating something in your life that's bigger than yourself? Mm-hmm. I think that um, one thing that uh, that I would say is and this this speaks to one of the the coaching foundation principles that we teach at IPEC is that um, a purpose can be found in everything and that's very different than everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason kind of suggests that there's some predetermined reason and we have to go dig and find it. And until we're able to find it and uncover it, we're going to suffer. Um, and that's catabolic, and it's focused on the past, that the reason was already created. A purpose can be found that suggests instead that we get to create the purpose in the moment that's going to work for us. There is no specific reason that the universe made something happen. We, right. and, and once we think we have found the reason that we think something happened, we're really only making it up anyway. So mm-hmm. um, a purpose can be found suggests it gives us permission to make one up, to really find the purpose in our life. Tambra and I can go through the same exact catastrophic experience, right, and find a very different purpose in it that relates to our lives. Um, because we're different people, we have different needs and wants and values and experiences. So rather than there being a predetermined reason, it's about finding what's the purpose that this could serve in, in, in my life and in the lives of others, if I really want to look at it from a level four perspective, right? Yeah. Um, so although it's really about level five is what's the opportunity, right, where I'm looking at how do I win and how does everybody else win in the situation too? Because mm-hmm. unless we're all winning, I don't want to play. That's a level five uh, mindset. So, um, so that's what yeah. I would say about finding purpose in stuff and trusting the process that, okay, this process, there's a purpose in it. Um, and that, that, that for me, that's what trusting the process is about. Yeah, and, you know, the level six and level seven, I think it's important to note that, you know, level seven sounds perfect, but it's it's actually not you know, the place that you want to be all the time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and level six and level seven is a place that you tap into uh, more often than reside for most of the time. And one of the things we do with our clients is an energy leadership index assessment where we can actually determine what your average resonating levels of energy are. And then through the coaching relationship, we can help move you in the direction you need to at different points to be more effective. And I I welcome, you know, both of you sharing any information about the level six and level seven so our listeners can have a better understanding of how these different levels really work to your advantage uh, in life. Well, I think the higher energy levels do become a little bit more 
difficult to describe or, you know, and, and I think that um, it, it is about being in that place of total non-judgment and total non-separation. We all, we all are one. And so it's understandable that when we're living a day-to-day life, uh, that's a very different kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be having, and really the seven levels of energy are not about being at any one particular level, nor can we. We're not at any one level at any particular time. It's about being able to run up and down the energy levels as if they were a set of stairs mm-hmm. and experience or pull from each energy level whatever it is you need most in that moment to create the best outcome. You know, if you're an athlete, to create your optimal performance. If you are a parent, to create being able to be there the most you know present uh, that you can for your children, whatever it is that your your value is or your goal or outcome you're trying to generate, being able to draw on all the energies, um, and we talk about that as being mastering the seven levels. It's not about trying to get to seven level uh, the seven level and stay there. So um, you know you may be having a very anabolic conversation with a girlfriend and all of a sudden your you know boss calls you uh, away from your desk desk and you know gives you hack for being on the phone on a personal call um, but maybe that was your break time and that was what you do to rejuvenate yourself and re-energize yourself so all you know all in one bundle there in a very quick moment you can go from that anabolic conversation of connection and, uh, you know, and, and maybe creating opportunities with her to go do something after work and then end up right into a, a catabolic state. Um, so it's like, how can you go back to your seven levels of energy and pull on the ones that are going to help you shift your energy back into a more anabolic place and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So that's how I kind of see this, the seven levels of energy, is, you know, more of a... You're going to, it's like a library, uh, you know, of different options that you can choose from and pull together to create the best outcome. Yeah. Yeah, You know, one of the ways that I always uh, illustrate this too in my workshops and my seminars and when I teach is that, you know, suppose you're crossing the street and suddenly a car uh, is barreling towards you, excuse me, at 50 miles an hour, right? It's probably not the time to decide to have a level seven experience and say, I am one with the car. (laughs) Right, Uh, right. You will be one with the car very quickly. (laughs) Um, And it's also probably not the time to choose a level one experience of, oh, well, I might as well just, you know, lay down and let the car run me over. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, You actually want to, and you will intuitively, have a level two rush of catabolic energy that will cause your cells to break down and give you a sudden burst of energy, uh, physical energy, so you can get out of the way safely back on the curb before you're even able to intellectually process that the car is even coming. It happens, you know, it, it, it happens milliseconds before you're even able to intellectually comprehend what's happening. It's automatic and it's intuitive. So the different levels serve us in different situations. We just want to choose which one's going to give us the best outcome, like Tambra said, um, rather than just have the level choose us, which is when we're then experiencing victim energy. Yeah, and you know, I think something that we can help our listeners with that's also can be a struggle is once we know what these different levels are and we're practicing them in our own lives and then we start to see them in other people, uh, there may be, you know, a partner in your life or a loved one 
And it's, it's really having a catabolic or destructive effect on your life. What tips can you give our listeners for dealing with people in their inner circle who are showing up in ways that are, are causing problems in their everyday lives? That are causing problems in the, in the everyday lives of, of those Yeah, because, of, you know, they're now aware of how other people are showing up and impacting the lives that they're leading. How do you encourage your clients to deal with, um, you know, maybe their emotionally abusive relationships or, or just destructive in some way? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question, and it's, it's, it's a complex one that we you know, I wish we had more time to go into, but right. you know, in a nutshell, I always work with my clients on themselves. I can't, I can't work on somebody who's not in the room with me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really about helping the client understand what consciousness level, what energy level they are looking at that other person's situation from. What judgment are they bringing to that person, right? So you're talking about two separate things. One you said is if they see somebody in their lives that's in their own way, um, second thing you said, if they themselves are in an, are in an abusive relationship with this person, so now the mm-hmm. effect is back on you know on themselves, back back right. on the listener rather than on the person in their life. So um, in the former, where it's about you know how do you how do you help a client help somebody else who's in their own way by not being able to choose their energy levels and by showing up in a way that doesn't uh, help them, I actually work with that person on looking at the judgments they have about how that person is showing up and living their life. Okay. Because the more judgment I have about how someone else is living their life, the lower the level of consciousness I am uh, experiencing that from. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's about, well, why do I want them to change? How invested am I in it? How much of that is my agenda versus that other person's agenda? Um, you know, same for, for, for us as coaches. We often see how people are showing up in ways that limit them, but we don't judge that and say that they should change it. If right. they do, then we're not really being an effective coach. Um, so it's about asking permission, like, hey, can I share an observation? Would this be helpful? And if you get a yes, Gently enter. If you get a no and the person's like, no, I'm fine. I know exactly what I need to do. Well, then like, okay, we, we yeah. need to respect that because right. unwanted coaching is, is never welcome or effective. Great. Yeah, and it's a great point. This always comes back to ourselves. So it's that awareness that we learn that we can then make better choices in our lives. And um, we have about less than two minutes. So if you, either of you, do you have any points in closing that you'd like to make or anything, you know, you'd like to announce about your own lives and, and events that are upcoming, please do so. Mark, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to let you go first, but okay, great. Um, well, no, I mean, uh, I would uh, just invite people to uh, stay updated if you want to uh, uh, check out my website at a Mark, uh, well, actually, a MarkShawCoaching.com. That's M-A-R-K-S-C-H-A-L-L Coaching.com. And you can get all the updates there and subscribe to my mailing list. Great. And Tampa? And if you... Yeah, sure. If you want to read more, because I have blogs quite a bit on anabolic and catabolic energy in uh, in fairly easy to access terms, um, or if you are a caregiver or cancer survivor and you want more information, you certainly can go to wellbeyondordinary.com. So that's wellbeyondordinary.com. 
and uh, just invite people to uh, take the opportunity of what they've heard today and pick out one or two things that really hit home for you and see how bringing awareness around that one or two um, points can make a difference this week. Yeah, it's a great point. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And again, I welcome your feedback. You can visit me at www.kristenswarcheck.com. And I really appreciate the feedback you're giving me about these shows. Today was absolutely wonderful. And thank you both for being a part of this engaging conversation. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you thanks, very much. Thanks, everyone. You're welcome. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining Kristen Swarczyk and Intentional Living. Please be sure to tune in again next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next week's show, continue to live on purpose.